Welcome to Northeast Sound and Story, coming to you from Manchester, New Hampshire, Friday, November 17th. A couple weeks ago, I sat down with storyteller, songwriter, one of a kind, Kyle Grove from the great state of Texas. This episode was a bit delayed because of technical difficulties, so check out Kyle's website for current shows at kylegrove.com. Please send all your questions, comments, and suggestions to Northeast Sound and Story at gmail.com. just played solo acoustic you didn't start playing in a band yeah you were just just decided to like play music by yourself with an acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. how long ago was that 2000 and i bought my first acoustic guitar first guitar 2000 and december of 2011 yeah, move forward a little bit. Sorry, yeah, yeah, uh, no worries. Uh, sorry, you want to do so that you, again? No, it's fine. You're fine. Uh, so you played, <laughs> so you played drums before that? Yeah. How long did you play drums for? Um, like, when did you start playing drums? I guess is what I should ask. Eighteen. I uh, my first instrument was drums because I picked up a guitar and I was awful at it, and uh, so I picked it up left-handed. And the dude who was like was my sister's friend, who was like this hippie guy trying to teach me how to play guitar, was like. No, you're not supposed to hold it that way. And I was like, but this is the way it feels right to me. And he was like, nope. So my entire career of playing music, I always think that if I just started playing left-handed, I'd be better than I am, or at least that's my excuse. So I learned how to play drums instead. I just wanted to be a drummer. Uh, I never even cared about a guitar. Yeah? Never. And you, what kind of music did you play uh, for drums? The the band that I, I, I like, I love to play with. From- yeah. Like that was like my first band, and we stuck together forever. Was the Sour Mash? That was a. It's uh, a great name. <laughs> it was just a party. Fucking started as a two-piece instrumental surf thrash band, pretty much. Wow. And yeah. Then we added. We live in Denton, which is a music town, and uh, a bass composing major. It's a number two jazz school, number one for like thirty-five years straight until recently for jazz Denton and this bass composing major whatever dude saw us play was like I want to play bass for y'all I'm like okay that's awesome so we became a three piece and then got pretty good did some shit and then I moved away to Ohio why Ohio? job buddy uh, brother-in-law offered me a, a gig working for a company putting on roofs Selling and putting on roofs uh, yep. after a hailstorm, and I never done that. I was doing that band and drummer for a country cover band, like paying the bills. Yeah, I lived in a garage. I mowed the dorms for the university. That's cool. Yeah, I was living the dream, and then my brother-in-law said, "Hey, come try this with me and your sister." And I did. And how long did? It. Did that last for a while? Six months. That's it? Yeah. Uh, you think that if you weren't playing music, is that something you would do, like roofing? I always no. try to figure out, do you know what you would do if you weren't a musician? No. Because... There's no other option for you? That's Not really. I mean, when I, I started doing this full-time on, like, accident, you know, the touring songwriter thing. So when, like, I mean, when did you start touring... 2014 was my first tour. Yeah. Did you have a record to support, or did you just start playing? I've been playing enough around Colorado and shit where it kind of warranted seeing what I could do on the road, and I said, okay. I think I had a CD to sell or promote, but it was nothing special. And um, a buddy... I talked about touring and we had just met and played a few shows and I liked him his name was Randy Ollinger and I was like hey bud you want to do a, a tour a first tour and we did it and I came home I was managing a weed store in Denver and the the owner was a piece of shit and he <laughs> he didn't like that I did a tour and was like stoked on doing another one yeah at some point you know no time frame to do it but uh and right away was like the day i got back was like you have to decide between playing music or working here and i was like well i'm gonna 
I'll find another job and just keep playing music. You know, yeah, well, that, fuck you. And um, that was that job. And then uh, went home that night and talked to the girlfriend. I was like, I could probably just like keep booking tours. You know, find like part time shit. Yeah, here and there, but just keep booking tours and make money that way, maybe. Yeah. And she said, Yeah, okay, try it. And since first tour in May till right now, I've played. Today will today's a thousand shows in three. Today and a half, today in three and a half years. That's crazy. That is a a ton of shows. Yeah, a thousand shows. You're right. you're playing like nonstop. When I did, I, like I said, I fell into it. Yeah. Just because I was like, well, let's see if we can do it. And then next thing you know, the ball was kind of rolling. I was like, oh wow. Might as well just keep it going. And there's, I haven't seen the West Coast, so let's do that. And I haven't seen the Northeast, let's do that. And having people like Leonhart yeah. that believed in me and had already seen some of these places and were like, hey, let's book a tour. We yeah. had to team up and pretty much book half and half. Like, he'd book half, I'd book half. And then we fucking pounded pavement hard together. Yeah. And, um, I, I, now it's a lot I, easier. I think it's very strange. Uh, this is going to be weird. That uh, I've only been to Denver once, and uh, I've only been to a weed store once, but I can't imagine like the owner of a weed store being like giving you an ultimatum. In my mind, that's not what weed stores are like. He wasn't like, he wasn't a, uh, he you know what I mean? weed, like, but he wasn't part of what weed's about. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. I, mean? was about I just, I can't side. see ultimatums being His, like, it's either weed or music. You can't have yeah. both. Like, that just seems ridiculous to me. He was a putz. He, he was from uh, Miami, raised in like Jersey. His dad was on the attorney team to get OJ off. Oh, really? Yeah. So that guy just saw like an opportunity to make money and weed, it was his weed dad. Was. So his dad's business, and then he just kind of like was supposed to oversee, but would just hire people and then let them do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was about it. And but you know what? Good. I mean. It, it, it's a good thing he was there, because otherwise you wouldn't have went out. Do you think he would have went out there otherwise? Not I mean, so soon. Yeah. I think I was... Shit, 2014. I think I was 27. 27. Are you 30 20, now? Yeah, 31. Yeah, so something like that. Might have been 20, 27. 26. 28. 28. Yeah, yeah. 27. 20, might have been 28. That sounds right. Um... And I had always said I'd like to be on the road by 30. Yeah. Full time. No other jobs or anything. Did any of your, like, uh, your that surf rock band, or did you ever tour with any of that? Or was this, like, you just Not decided? Really. No. And... I had toured running merch and shit for other bands. Yeah. Like, filling in. And so I'd seen tour life, but never in this capacity. Yeah. You know? So it was Seek or Swim and, like, that's kind of what I do anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything I that's, fucking that's, do. You kind of yeah. have to. Yeah. And so I, I, I got thrown in head first pretty much and made, just made it fucking work. You know, not everyone yeah. can because they've already, at 28, they've already got like a job and maybe a, a kid or two. Sure. Or yeah. They're married. Mortgage, or, like yeah. a $1,000 rent or some shit. Like I lived in a travel trailer. Yeah. In my paid off travel trailer from the roof money in my friend's backyard. I paid 200 bucks rent when I was there. Yeah. If I was gone, there was no rent. Yeah. So I had fucking very few bills. Like, I could... And I remember months where I couldn't pay $200 because I didn't have enough shows that fucking month. Sure. And shit, you know? Yeah. And, um... But... <laughs> Do you have a place where you call home, like, in Texas currently? Or is... Yeah, I bought a little house in Denton, me and my girlfriend, Carly. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, have you guys been together the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. And, and she's okay with you being on the road and such? Cause... She loves it. I mean, now it's kind of, like, wearing her out just as much as it's wearing me out. You know, the thousand yeah. shows, like, it's... Uh... I mean, I feel like somebody has to support you, uh, like want to support you as a human being to let yeah. the, the person you love follow a passion like that you know what I mean yeah she's definitely the, like my biggest fan I, even if she like bailed I think she would still be like my biggest fan like it wouldn't be because I'm on the road it, you know that's the best I mean I love to hear stuff like that you know what I mean because you hear like I talk to people on tour and they always tell me they're like 
when you get home, everything's different and your friends aren't there and your family you're not involved with, you know what I mean? They, and they say it's real hard. Uh, it's, I, very rarely do I hear like, I have a person at home who's like, your anchor, you go home, you know what I mean? It makes it home. Yeah. Which is awesome. I don't do home good. I'll, yeah. I'll go ahead and make that clear. Yeah, no. I've been gone so long, like it's... By the time you're like... Your brain is not mashed potatoes from tour... We're like still just constantly focused on writing and shit. Like, you're. It's hard to be present. Sure. It takes a couple fucking like week or two to like fully be back. Yeah. If that makes sense. And then yeah. like, if you're only there for two weeks, you're not back. Those yeah. two weeks, you're just. You're present. You're but there. You're not back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're taking up space and farting in the bed and eating the groceries and shit, <laughs> but you're not there. Yeah. And, uh,. But it had to get to this to where I could even be, to have the mental capacity to be like, I can be more selective. You know what I mean? Like, I can slow it down a hair. Yeah. Instead of 10 months to seven or eight. Yeah, for I mean? sure. Because like, you can pick and choose better shows now. Yeah. And... Like, runs, you know, there's anchors already there for next year that'll make booking a tour so much easier than it's ever been before. Yeah. Just from constantly being out, you know. Yeah, of course. Shit. How long does it does it ever it turns into a job? Like Oh yeah. I like I was raised and I have this man, mentality where I'm like I'm not employed. I'm like, "Oh, this is great." But inside I'm like, I need to do something. I need to be I need to build something or fix something. I I feel useless if I'm not doing something. So is is that what happens to you when you're not playing music now? Did you have anything similar like that? Not really. Nice. Uh... Because every day out here is a 20-hour day, yeah. you know, on tour, and there's not a whole lot of people that understand that, so they, you know, especially when you do it alone, like I do, um, there's no one to help drive, there's no one, I don't, I book it myself, I write the songs, I party, I perform, you know what I mean, yeah. like I do it all myself, and all safely, and like, fucking within reason for the most part you know what I mean yeah like, for sure and that has to be a part of it but like uh, it it's definitely a fucking job I'm proud to call it my job you yeah. know what I mean like uh, I've had every job under the sun this is the only one that makes sense working this hard sometimes most of the time it doesn't you're like what the fuck are you doing man <laughs> but that goes away pretty quick you sure know what I mean? of course like well, you have to go to towns and see other people go to their jobs every day. and Well, you hear that a lot at shows. You're living the dream, you're living the dream. Because the people that say that are, are the people that don't quite get that it's a 20-hour day. Sure. They see it like... They imagine a tour musician. Y'all, everyone's got tour buses and bookers. and They see it in their mind like a movie. Like They see you at the venue meeting people. They see you partying. They see you at the next venue yeah. meeting people partying. They don't see the in-between parts where you're like in your van and you're booking shows yeah. or you're sleeping in your car in a parking lot somewhere because you got nowhere to stay and things like that. Yep. It's uh, uh, I sleep in my truck fucking 85% of the time on yeah. the road. Because it saves you money, right? Yeah. It's, it's comfortable while my gear's there, so like it's good to sleep with your gear on the road. Yep. You know, or like it, someone needs to be in the car. <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm, I'm alone, so that's me. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to play us a song? I can. Yeah, for sure. I would love it. Anything you'd like. Let's see. Um. What do you like to play? I mean, I'm, you probably have a ton of songs. Um, I'm really bad at this too. Anytime that I'm like on stage and it's not a show, like I run over mic sometimes, people are like, play something. I, unless there's a set list in front of me, I have no idea what I want to do. I normally don't have like set list. I just have a list that has like all the songs on them and I just like pick and choose. Yeah. As I go, 
<laughs> you just have a piece of paper with all your songs on it? Is yeah. it like handwritten? Do you just add on new songs as you go? Uh-huh. That's crazy. Like one half will be songs, one half will be stories. And I just kind of like, uh, where, are we, where are we going? Um, okay, we don't have, I don't want to strap the harmonica on right now. We'll do this one. <clears throat> What record is that? Is that on one of your records? Yeah, that's on Reaffirmed Tacos. The that's, one, that's the last record, the newest one. Yeah, nice. <laughs> is it on Spotify and that iTunes? one? That record is yeah. Yeah. The, the second record. Uh, this this guy in Denton, Texas, Stony, he runs Anvil Eater Records. It's like a metal label. Uh, put out Reaffirmed Tacos on cassette. Oh and really? Part of that, like him helping me out in that was. He put it on iTunes and shit. Yeah. The second record isn't available at all. And, uh, is that by design or is it just, it'll, uh, yeah, uh, kind of, I wanted to let Reefer and Tacos have some fucking, some time of its own. Yeah. Instead of like putting it all on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about Spotify? Do you think it's like a good thing or a bad thing as a musician? Uh, I don't see I don't know I never put my shit on there because I didn't really believe it, in it you know go yeah. to a show go to the website like buy you know buy it yeah Stoney and a lot of other people had have very different opinions and like having discussions openly about it I think it was me just kind of being bullheaded you know like if this is gonna allow people to like fucking hear the record, yeah, and maybe want to come to a show, fuck it, you know. And I think there's a, I think people are, draw a line between like some people think that it's a company monetizing things that you do, and uh, like so Spotify is making money for your talent and hard work and what you've produced. And then I think there are people that think like that. That's like a, it's exposure. You know what I mean? But I, I find I don't know the money. Like I don't. I think I don't think it's much to like pay to get on there in iTunes. Like Reefer and talk like Stony cover that shit. So is it worth 150 bucks to be on there? Uh, to me at the time, no. But yeah, um, I also don't know the numbers to see like how many downloads I got or like sure. see if it's actually like working. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, I should probably check into that. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> you get, as a musician, you get paid for that. Yeah. I think it's like... Well, we had an understanding kind of a, you know... A sixth of co- a cent for when this, when this, Yeah, when this shit is covered, when I've 
when the records covered your fucking cost to put it on there. Like, yeah. yeah. And then maybe let's talk about some shit. But sure, uh, sure. At the time, I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. And it's just the internet. And I don't know. Um, I get, I get dudes like. Bob Seger, and I don't know if Neil Young's on there. Yeah, Bob Seger actually wasn't on Spotify until about two months ago. He just got on? Yeah, for sure. I, I, see, I don't know what the deal is for stuff like that, but uh, see, that's the thing. is that like I put music on Spotify, and uh, I use Spotify all the time. But here's the thing. is that like So Tim Barry just put out a new record, and uh, what I do is I, I listen to it, and then I immediately fall in love with it, and then I just buy it anyhow. But it gives me a way to listen to it right away, and that's how I use it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or records that I've, like, remember when CDs were a thing, and you'd, like, have one, and then you'd fucking lose it, and then oh, you'd yeah. have to go buy another one? I listen to records on Spotify all the time that I have bought four or five copies of over the yeah. years, and I'm not buying another copy. Like, I've, right. I've given that person all the money I'm going to give them, and now I just They've use it that way. They've already seen enough if it's it, yeah. normally... Yeah, it's it's a it's a strange thing. Like, uh, there's this guy from New Hampshire, and I didn't know he's from New Hampshire. His name's uh, it's Jason Anderson, and uh, he had this record that I I heard a review of like ten plus years ago, and uh, he doesn't sell it anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist on the internet. It's not on YouTube or Spotify. It doesn't he like there? It doesn't exist anywhere. So I bought it like used on Amazon for like a dollar. And I felt really bad because I, I want to give him that money, but I'm just like, he's never going to I know it, it's only a dollar, but I'd have paid full price for it. So sometimes stuff like that helps out for stuff that's not uh, re-released and such like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too tired to like give a shit to fight it anymore. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. Which leads me to my next question. You love Randy Travis, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about Randy Travis. Like, I, I know who he is, and I know what he, like. He has a very distinctive voice, but if someone was gonna listen to Randy Travis, where should they start? Well, there's only one. He was huge in like late '80s through early, like mid to late '90s, and yeah. then that was it. He had 15 fucking just killer years, and in there, there's albums that have great songs and hit or misses and shit but like fine just go to a greatest hits honestly yeah. like his records are fine and great and everything but like just go to a greatest hits but he's like I liked him cause he growing up my parents always had their his CDs and tapes and shit and they would play them and uh late at night I'd stay up watching Nick at Night or fucking whatever like Night Court would come on. Yeah, you know, he used to love shit. Night Court. Yeah. yeah, and that whatever station that is, and um, he and then like you'd fall asleep and you wake up in the that church station with the fucking old dude. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about, yeah. like the Seventh Heaven or whatever. Oh yeah, like like televangelist that type of stuff. Kind of, but he was a Christian. Yeah, the Marty Rob, not Marty Robbins. Yeah, see, I'm terrible at stuff Martin. like that. I don't know. He's a famous fucking. He's like a preacher. Yeah, or, yeah. And a seventh club. Seven, seven, oh, the five hundred club. Something like that. Uh yeah, I know who. I seven hundred club. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't know his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, he'd be. The, you know, I'd wake up and the TV, and he would be on there. And I'm yeah. like, oh shit! But Randy Travis would be on there. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. And this was before like my infatuation. I always liked the guy and like loved his music, but I never really. I was yet too young to really be like, I love Randy fucking Travis. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. And then, so, he kind of drops off the face of the earth, and we both go our separate ways around 2000, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, you and Randy have farted ways. Around 2000... Nine, eight... 2007 and 2011. Uh... I'm having a hard time narrowing it down, but in where I live, Denton, Texas, he uh, he lives just south of us, <laughs> and they had found him fucking wasted in a church parking lot <laughs> at yeah. like two in the morning, three in the morning, with like empty wine bottles and shit, and like the sacrament. <laughs> yeah, and like he got in like a little fist fight with the cops, and they arrested him, and. And that's not what I think of when I think of Randy Travis. Nobody does. And like I was like, dude, fuck yeah. And like the last thing I remember, you're on the 700 Club and bumming me out, and now you're just badass. And yeah. 
And then, like, his wife bailed and, like, all this shit. And it never got easier for the guy. Yeah. And then, like, a year later, he's, he runs into the same town that he was na- uh, in the church parking lot. He runs into the Seven Eleven, butt naked, fucking hammered, and tries to buy and tries to buy cigarettes. Yeah, and they arrest his ass again. That's where my T-shirt came from. That mug shot. Yeah, and like, uh, and that just like sold it for me. I was like, oh man, you're my you're my favorite now. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know any of those stories. <laughs> That doesn't sound like he was drunk either. I mean, generally folks don't get drunk. And, I mean, I guess they probably do. I've just I think, I think his brain's gone a little bit, and then he's just probably just secretly just pounded too much booze and like, yeah. has like eaten away the good parts of the brain. Well, before you got here, like, I know that I don't know anything about Randy Travis, and I was like online looking at your website and stuff, and then I remembered those Randy Travis shirts. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder if I, like, if I Google it, and then... He had, like, some sort of traumatic illness that, like, mm. fucked with his brain. I could see that. And I don't know if that was pre or post a naked Randy Travis in a convenience store, but it, it seemed pretty take interesting. A, Anyhow, take he, a he leak, still... man. Oh, yeah, go for it, man. Okay. Let's take a break real quick. Okay. Do you remember covers? No. Yeah. Not at all. I have a very bad problem. I can remember a song I wrote ten years ago, but I cannot remember... A Bruce Springsteen song that I could sing all the words to if nobody would, like, if I was just listening to the record. Yeah. The moment you put me in front of people with a guitar, I'm just like, ah, shit, I shouldn't have tried this. Yeah, I say that probably 80% of the time I try to go into a cover. Because I know a few just from, like, drinking at home and dicking around. You're sure. Like, you're like, oh, that sounds like, what does that sound like? And then you keep playing and you're like oh that's that song let's look up the words and then all of a sudden you kind of know it and yeah. then you're drunk at a gig and you're like <laughs> I know this one kind of yeah let's do, try it do people ever shout requests at you that uh, you definitely don't know oh yeah every almost every night yeah yeah <laughs> is it uh, is it sort of an, I mean is it annoying uh depends on how they go about it sure. but like uh it it's kind of more of a cliche now than you know it's just just water off the back you know yeah what I mean? for I sure really you've been doing it so long there's a lot but like sometimes people will scream shit just because they think that's what they're supposed to do at a show to like get a laugh like when they scream Freebird like yeah they don't want to hear Freebird no. dude like that's just what yeah it's just they think they, that's what people do to live musicians yeah. I think that uh, Wagon Wheel is currently the new Freebird as far as I'm concerned because everywhere I go, anytime there's a band with like an, one dude with an acoustic guitar, any sort of banjo or fiddle, people just yell Wagon Wheel. It, there's places I've played that it's like in the contract, like you can't play that song. Like that specific yeah. song? I've or just cover? No, that fucking song. <laughs> I've seen it at bars, posted on the wall, like yeah. No wagon wheel, no wagon wheel. Like, and I never, everyone's really mad at it. And I get the hootie dude kind of stole it and blew it up. But like, the original song is a good song. Like, yeah. I don't, I never understood the animosity, even though hootie made it big. Like, who gives a flying yeah. fuck, dude? Uh, I follow Willie Watson, uh, for the dude from the old Crow Medicine show. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram because he puts out uh, these like, because it's called the folk singer and he does just like folk covers like traditional folk covers and his musicianship is crazy but he was playing at a venue and out back at the venue there's a big sign like like you know those work signs that are like accident free for 326 days it said this venue has been wagon wheel free for 236 days and there was just a picture of him pointing up at it and he just wrote underneath it I thought we wrote a pretty good song I don't know why everybody hates it so much that's kind of how I yeah that's exactly how I feel um, yeah. I think it's just more again just something they know they can whether they really hate it or not sure like, just, I can say this and everyone will laugh everybody agrees or, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah fuck that it's a bandwagon thing do you want to play another song for us maybe off uh, Reefer and Tacos right sure um let's do this one 
trouble's coming, come if you may. She might be a thorn in the saddle when the lights go out. It's one hell of a She drinks like a fish and sometimes it's sweet. That's why I found her swinging under her tree. I don't give on them a darn if there's no calm water. Always a churn. She ain't happy unless there's a fat wind. Lights go out. It's one hell of a ride. And you're crazy. And you know it. You're crazy, baby. And it shows. You're two scoops of mad shit. Sings like a bird and fucks like a dream Is my baby and all I see Trouble will come and come in for me Trouble will come come in for me She might be a thorn in the saddle When the lights go out It's one hell of a And she smokes like a chimney And dresses like shit Keeps her cigs right between her tits And don't give a damn if you view down at her slutty Tom Petty tattoo She gets mean when she drinks the wine But when the lights go out It's on hill of her And you're crazy And you know it You're crazy, baby And it shows You're two scoops of Yet. Can I please have some more? Ooh. Yeah. All right. That's great. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> this is a fucking weird one. Just rock and roll. Rock and roll is starting to come more and more into the writing, like without me like really thinking of trying to or anything. Yeah. I don't care. It's still kind of folky, I guess. No, I mean, I, does that matter to you that you stick to the, the no. thing the folks know you for? No way. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, you just want to <laughs> write what you want to write? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the way music should be. I mean, I've done three records, and some of the nicest compliments are the ones that are like, I like that none of your records sound, you've done them differently each time. They all sound different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that means a lot, so... I'll probably, you know, I'd like to continue on that path. Yeah, of course. You want to evolve as a songwriter and like a musician. Yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't start just playing folk songs. Like, that was just what I did, you know. I just, yeah. That's what came out. Yeah. You know, cool. And folk music, that's just what people call what you do. It's Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. It's a pretty broad, like, umbrella that people... You see a guy with an acoustic guitar and it's... They call it folk music. Yeah, yeah. it's folk music. Yeah. When they hear me play, you know, obviously it leans more towards the countryside of things. Yeah. You know, but uh, and that's how I describe it, you know. What do you play? Original folk country music. Yeah. It's uh, a good way to put it. I mean, it. I, I find... What, people ask a, a whole lot, I would assume, about like what, what the genre is and... Do, do you find it's best to just give them a broad instead of because yeah. people like are very specific subgenre wise. Well, they these get days. They, from there. They're like, what like Johnny Cash or yeah. like who do you Bob Dylan? You know, just like it. If you like all that shit, you might like it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's it's folk country, man. I don't know what else to really you know. Uh, it's it's a little greasier, you know. Uh, it's dipped in dipped in stink I've never been taught anything you know what I mean like yeah. everything was learned on the road so yeah. like it'd be it'd be hard not to have it kind of dipped in stink at this point yeah you did you teach yourself how to play the guitar yeah yeah well you're great at it man there's a guy in Denton when I bought that my so I came home from Ohio and I paid off my college debt in my car bought that travel trailer I lived in for seven years and just caught up on life and I was back to even with like a little bit of money you know yeah. not a lot at all but like enough to live 
on the side of my friend's house for a hundred bucks a month and yeah, shit. Yeah. And the, uh, so I was like, well, I'm going to buy a guitar and teach myself how to play and then like start writing songs and playing shows and shit. Yeah. And, um, bought a guitar with money that my sister had sent me. She was like, what are you doing? I'm like nothing. I was just selling weed. This was right before I bought a guitar. <laughs> yeah. When I didn't do anything for like a month when I got home, I'm like, not a goddamn thing. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, not a goddamn mm. thing. She's like, uh, you need to take that test to go to grad school. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go to fucking grad school. She's like, you got to do it. You got to do it. I was like, it's 200 bucks. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I yeah. don't really. If you don't want to go, it's a waste of 200 bucks. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to waste 200 bucks. Like, yeah. and, She's like, I'm going to send you 200 bucks. Will you go do it? I was like, if you send me 200 bucks, I'll fucking go do it. You know? And she said it. And I went and bought a $200 guitar. With <laughs> I knew where the story was yeah. going. Uh, it was like 180 bucks. And then... What did you tell your sister? Nothing. <laughs> she asked about the test. I think maybe once. And it was already like down the road. Yeah. Like, how'd that test... Yeah. Go. I was like, well, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so did you? So you went to college? Huh? What, what's your degree in? If you don't mind me asking. It was uh, English literature. Oh, really? That's awesome. Do you use it in any capacity in your life at all? Other, I mean, so songwriting, right? Yeah. Well, it was a lot of. I, it was creative writing for most of it, uh, poetry and um, the uh, guidance counselor, whatever, said I could graduate at the end of that curtain semester if I switched it to literature no and I still had I thought I had like another like ways to go Mm -hmm. I was like oh shit yeah let's just do that I don't care right graduated in 2009 yeah are you glad you went to college uh yeah just because of who I met there and like yeah and shit like I had a cool job. I worked for the the student lawn crew, and like oh, that's right. Just yeah. like <laughs> mowed the dorms. I was on a riding lawnmower. And like I didn't, I didn't. I worked there for five years. I I didn't wear shoes for like less <laughs> two and shit. You know what I mean? Like it was laid back. I sold weed to the boss. Like. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you had it worked out. Yeah, I I didn't. I didn't mind uh, college. School was always pretty fucking easy. High school wasn't because I didn't want to be there. Yeah. You know, but school was always pretty fucking easy for me. Hmm. It's not for most people, so I, you know, I get why, you know. It, I find that, I mean, when school's easy for folks, they just get bored with it real quick, and it doesn't to some people. It. I would go back and get a master's just to like tell them so I would have it for my own like I'm like oh yeah there's only like two years what the fuck you know yeah uh, but I'm too far gone yeah yeah dude uh, I'm thinking you're pretty you're pretty far into playing music at this point in time yeah and like I'm set in how I live like yeah. I couldn't change that up uh, this is kind of what it will be for a while you yeah, know that's awesome so you're telling me that you wear sunglasses every night when you play shows yeah uh, as of like a month ago yeah <laughs> is there anything that happened while you wear sunglasses what do you mean like uh, see when I play I close my eyes all the time instinctually and uh, I try not to do it as much as possible like but then I feel like I look like I'm forcing myself to have my eyes open, and I think I look fucking weird. My eyes are... If you've been to a show, they're closed when I play. When I'm talking and telling stories, they're open, and I'm looking around. But when I'm singing, they're closed. When I have... Mainly because the lights hurt. Yeah. But like, I'm not, like, shy or anything, but, like, I was telling you earlier, it's weird when you make eye contact. Yeah. Like, say you, you don't even mean to, but, like, you look... You open your eyes, or you just happen to like can see where you are, and you make eye contact with some chick, and like she's obviously looking at you because you're fucking the only one up there. Singing. <laughs> you're on stage and playing. 
And then you look ne- next to her, and it's like her husband or something, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> you know, like I'm I didn't... glad I'm not the only person that thinks this way. By the way, oh, no, because then, then I'm like not gonna stare at him, so he doesn't think I was being weird. When really that person was just looking at me, and I was and looking I'm back, still, and yeah, now you I still have to sing and yeah. like remember all your shit, and you're just all. Meanwhile, all that's running through. Yes, sunglasses just kind of cut that shit out. And, yeah, uh, for sure. And having bad eyes, like the the lights really do. They, I can. They'll cause headaches, fucking time. You know what I mean? Like they really hurt my fucking eyes. So you think that they've had stage lights long enough where they could work out how to like put lights on you, but not blind Just the shit hurt out of the you? The fuck out of you? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I find sometimes that I like when I can't like. I like it when the lights are in a way where I just can't see the crowd sometimes because yeah. then I can look out there and I have no idea what I'm looking at or what's looking back at me and, right. and I'm fine with that. But other times they're, I, they're just like hot and you can't see shit and I start sweating and then I want to wipe my, like you want to wipe your forehead. You, but you do sh- like the sailor thing, you know, and like you're, <laughs> you know, looking, you put the hand you're over looking the fucking for eyes. land, but yeah. you're just like, what's up y'all? Uh. Is there land out there? What's, yeah. uh, what's going on? No, yeah, the sunglasses just... And I've always kind of poked fun at people that wore sunglasses. Not necessarily on stage, but like just indoors at night. Yeah. You know, and you're like, fuck that guy. And But do you just wear them on stage, Yeah, though? I take See, them I off. Like, I, as soon as the set's done, I fucking, I'll pop them off and yeah, yeah, yeah. start breaking my shit down. I've seen you play a bunch of times. I was Because you were talking about it earlier, and I was like, I don't remember you wearing sunglasses. No, but. it's a new thing. Nice. Well, if it makes you feel more comfortable on stage, it'll probably make you play better too, right? I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I don't know about more comfortable, but like it make, it's one less thing. It's one less thing to worry about. Yeah, I have been out in the crowd before, like watching somebody, and we've locked eyes, and then I don't know what to do. Like, are they looking at me? Am I supposed to be looking back? I almost. Oh, like inevitably I almost always just look away and then I don't does that do they think that I don't like what they're doing I don't I guess I think too much about it yeah when you're even in the crowd and you lock eyes and you're like yeah yeah it's uh do I do, yeah do I wave do I fucking do I wink <laughs> there's no, there's no uh, social no there's no social thing that we contract that we've talked about with this we should bring it up on stage tonight and like get get a feel from the crowd you should start uh you should start asking all the crowds what do you want me to do if we lock eyes is that a thing <laughs> does that count if you're wearing sunglasses or does that make it even like do you think the people in the crowd are like is he looking even when you're not looking at them now i, I hope i don't i hope i don't bring something up now that you're gonna start thinking about I while you're playing thought about that yeah uh, I, I think i'm still fine with that okay more so than either just being squinty or like locked shut or like creepy you yeah. know at least with that like my head's down a lot like I do I do walk around a little bit for being alone and uh I don't know I think I think it adds something I think I it's I've seen pictures too and I'm like right away you look cooler That's, I'm not, <laughs> you know what I mean like, yeah because sure. your eyes aren't either squinty or fucking jam shut or I guess that's true like, I never thought of it that way <laughs> Cause I sing like, I look I look stupid when I my mouth's stuck real wide open and my face is red. Maybe sunglasses would cut away from some of that stuff. I'm not gonna steal your thing. I'm just saying. It's I'm not like, the only one. I know. Uh, I've I've noticed it amongst not necessarily like folks that I play with or in this circuit or whatever, uh, but like the folks just above this circuit. And I was like, they're starting to wear sunglasses. I bet the lights are even brighter when you're like <laughs> when you're getting paid more and shit. Like, like so the more you get paid, like the more money those venues have. So like their lighting system is that much brighter. Is that your Probably, theory? Yeah. That's the best <laughs> fucking thing I ever heard. I love that. Uh, is there is there any venue you would like to play that like uh, you haven't got the opportunity to, or it's like the next step up? Like the Urban Pioneers were here, and there was like. I wish I could remember what it was called, but it's like an underground canyon where they do like live shows. And I want to say I don't know the name of it either, but yeah, that'd be cool. Um, The one on the top of the list that I can like think of would be Southgate House in Cincinnati. Like I played the bar room, but there's a cathedral room with like stained glass and fucking the acoustics are badass and shit. Like I'd like to play that room. No. 
Hopefully one day, but yeah, that. But you play this. You, they have another room there that you already play. Yeah. Is it like a capacity thing? Where? Like, uh, like the cathedral portion is like. Is it? Uh, I've never been there. You know. Yeah, I mean? I'd, I'd say they would have a max. I mean, it's a big ass fucking room. I'd say at least six hundred, four uh, six hundred or something yeah, like that room. easily. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think there's chairs for like songwriter shows. Like people would fucking sitting down and like giving a shit and. Like a listening room situation? Kind of, yeah. Do you like situations like that? I love them. I I mean, you also get like the rowdiest fucking bar that when you're actually playing will shut up. Yeah. Like, and then it gets rowdy again. Like, that's like what I live for, you know? Like, if it's just a quiet ass room most, the whole time, that's fine too, you know, but I... It's all, I think it's always better if you got a drink in your hand, you know what I mean? Yeah. And shit, like, a little less stuffy. Yeah. Uh, do, like, you play, you have to play matinee shows and stuff in certain uh-huh. places you go. I mean, that's, because maybe you can hit two shows in a day if you want to, mm-hmm. or, uh, and I, I don't I always, the party crowd, I always feel like people who have a drink, I feel like they're a little more relaxed or sometimes more receptive. I guess it can probably go the complete opposite way of that, where, like, they're just drunk and talking and stuff. Oh, yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. I've played, like, <laughs> listening rooms before, and it scares the shit out of me for some reason, and I always play worse, and I don't know why. Europe is a lot like that. Like Europe? Yeah. I yeah. just got back from that Europe tour, and they, even if they can't understand you very well, they want to hear what you're saying, like, in your songs, anyway, and... It it was. I've gotten to where like I'm playing places basically in America after a thousand shows that just kind of want to have me. Yeah. You know, and that's still keeping me busy, which is fucking very great. But uh, that took a long time to fucking figure out. Over there, it took one tour, and like that's just in their culture. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I can't even count how many bars I won't go back to just because like. As for what I do, there's no fucking point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's, I, I can't really even think of one over there like that. Even the rowdiest bar, if they're chatting and shit during your set, as soon as you fucking are done with that song, they all clap and shit. You know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. very like, good job. You know? Like, yeah. Um, Was that your first time in Europe? Yeah. It was a really good experience, though, it sounds like. It was great. Uh, I'll be back next year. I guess I never, like, uh, as an American, we, we think about people speaking English and stuff, and then to be a songwriter going to another country where they might not necessarily speak English. Most of them did, um, whether their level of it was, you know, sure varied, but the... Uh, um, or like, yeah. Because I always think that, like, we, we use words as, like, slang and stuff that you might exactly. learn. That's why I didn't tell stories. And that was fucking, like, the first tour maybe I've ever done where, like, I would chime... <laughs> you you I, have some great stories. So. I would, yeah, I'd chime in about the day or the tour or something. Maybe about something that happened in the city that day when I was walking around. But, like, there was no point because half of my stories are... You'd have to know the part of the country to understand that shit. And they like don't have why a frame weird. Of, exactly. of reference of what you're. And I don't have enough time to paint every. You know what I mean? To yeah. Like break every fucking thing down. Yeah, for and, sure. I always think about comedians that must travel abroad and like their jokes probably just aren't funny other places. You know what I mean? So I, I assume playing music mean, like it, it's got to be kind of similar. You know what I mean? If they don't have a if they don't have the context for what you're doing just because of, like, geographical location, then it might not translate. But I think music transcends a lot of things like that. Yeah. As soon as you put a whether whatever you're doing, as soon as you put a guitar on, like, everyone is willing to give you a chance. All yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and that's pretty cool. I... Really nice people, fucking good shows, good bars, a lot of weird little listening room type community places and shit. That's awesome. Uh, what would technically be like an Elks Lodge or something sure. here, but yeah, they're yeah. not. They're and they're 
all over the place. None of them are affiliated with each other. It's just like that town's fucking music club that they community pitches in to hire bands. Oh, really? And shit, yeah. Oh, wow. Like you pay a membership fee once a year, and that gets you into every show. There's X amount of shows that they can afford, but like there's this amount of money for every show. Yeah. And those members get into the shows for free and discounted drinks at the bar. Every place has a bar, whether it's a fucking barn show, sure, whatever. They got a bar and an espresso machine. <laughs> That's awesome. And so you're guaranteed at least to get those members. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got a crowd no matter what. And yeah. That's pretty great, and then it's, I think it's free to get in most other times. Like if you're an outsider, maybe they charge a little bit, but like sure, uh, you that's, just don't get discounted drinks. I think that's the thing. Like, that's awesome. I wish that there were more things like that in the United States here. There but, could be very easily. Like, yeah, see, I, I think like due to regulations and stuff, like in the state of New Hampshire and stuff. Like in New Hampshire, if you uh, want to sell liquor, you have to sell food. And it has to be like a, a quarter of your sales for the even just for the year? year. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. The, in the New Hampshire, the state controls almost all. Like, you buy any liquor you buy has to be directly through the state. I thought it was the live free or die state. I know, right? When it comes to you know, it's really funny. It's, we are the live free or die state, but like we don't we don't have a tax. Right. Like we don't have a state tax, so you. The tax money comes from the liquor, or like if you want to sell beer here, they charge you ten thousand dollars right off the bat to like present that to the state to want to sell your beer here. Really? That's why we don't have like a ton of microbrews and stuff from like uh, Midwest and like Western, unless it's from like larger companies. We don't get that shit. That's crazy. So I wish we could do music clubs like that, but the the only place in the state that you can. Uh, can sell beer and not have food or private clubs but they don't give out private club licenses anymore so the ones that currently exist are the only ones that can exist could you buy one of those i don't know i'm a member of a private club in manchester and you need a beer for like 175 yeah you know you go there and you play shuffleboard and it's a you know i meet my friends there we're all members and stuff like that but they don't do music like an unspoken thing or a byob thing that was clear but every member you do the same thing but your money goes to like a hat and you guys like Go buy booze that fucking day before the show. I gotta piss again. Dude. Yeah, no problem. I drink a m- <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so how much like, uh, how much longer is this part of the tour? Or is it is it not? Um, like is it going into next year? This tour, no. Uh, I'm done. I'm back in Texas next Sunday. Oh wow! A week from this Sunday. I think it's like the 6th of November. Um, and then minus a run down to like New Orleans and South Texas and shit. Uh, December, January. Like I'm I'm, pretty, I'm done for the year after this tour. Okay. When does the, when's next year's tour start up? Minus again, farting around. First real tour will be March. Okay. But most of it's like sticking pretty close to where you live, or yeah, I'll probably, or it's definitely sticking to the south for sure, just uh, to avoid winter at all costs. I would take it. Yeah, I might go to Colorado um, for a week, maybe in December. Mm-hmm. You got to figure that shit out like today. Uh, but um, other than yeah, and then that, and then January will be. A run down to like New Orleans yeah. and whatnot, and then. Uh, so even though you don't call it a tour, March. there's not not many breaks. No. Yeah. And then March festival season. That's kind of when it'll begin. Yeah, March. Uh, I normally probably wouldn't do much in March, just because festival season's around the corner. But I got asked to play uh, Mountaintop Fest in. The Upper Peninsula, which like Wisconsin and Michigan meet at the top. Yep. A ski resort thing. It's not really... I guess it is a resort, yeah. I mean, that sounds a lot bougier than saying things can actually be, you know. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten tricked a few times, but this this is pretty nice. Um, <laughs> Hold on a second. But you've been tr- like tricked into thinking things are like nice and then showing up and it's just like a cabin in the woods with like four or five people hanging out? 
Well, uh, there's a spot in uh, Missouri. It's called uh, Cooper's Landing uh, Camp Resort. And I got booked there, and I was like, resort, man. That's fucking out of my league kind of a thing, you know? And it's right on the Missouri River, and the pictures were unbelievable. And then you get there, and there's like, Homemade tents. People are sleeping under canoes. And like <laughs> homemade fucking. Everyone's just surviving, like living badass. And yeah. there's a stage right on the water, and they they cook home cooked meal. And it turned out to be amazing. You so know it's you, awesome. It's just not what you thought it was. It would be oh, it was okay. the exact opposite of what I thought, and it turned out to be like one of my favorite places to get to play in the country. Still is, and but with that title, you're like, oh my god. And the resort title kind of does that. Uh, well, this place is laid the fuck back, too. Um, you can ski if you want to. But, yeah, March will be the first tour of the year. And then uh, booked. April's just kind of a bad time to, to take off just because the weather's good. Yeah. It's right before it gets too hot. So, like, yeah. if you got to go somewhere where the weather's going to be fucking warm pretty quick, you might as well just get it over with in April. Yeah. I okay. see him again in fall. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, try you, to work with the weather if yeah. you can. Do you have a website where people could find like uh, where your tour yep. dates are at or where they can find you? Yep, KyleGrove.com, K-I-E-L-G-R-O-V-E.com, and I have to put them. I do it myself, so like they might be lagging sometimes, but yeah, uh, uh, they're they always end up there. I have like uh, six or seven shows booked at the moment, but only one of them is actually on the website. So I understand that. Yeah. I got invited to a show the other day that I agreed to play, and I, oh my fucking, it's a charity show, but I forgot all about it. Uh, do you want to play us one more song? Yep. Um... Let's see. Uh, what are we going to play? <laughs> Put a harmonica on. Yeah, man. Let's do. Let's do this one. It's a really old one. It's kind of an optimistic song. It's been a good day. I haven't played. I don't think there's even a recording of this song. I don't know. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it. Here, cheers. Cheers. Oh. 
just walk in and I'm so happy Just watching the river roll back Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Kyle, for coming by. Make sure to go to his website, kylegrove.com. Check it out, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, babe.